It's your boy, Robbie Dean, back with another one of those fire-ass episodes of me, Blanc Amigo, and this is episode 61, Gotta Be a Shark to Swim With Him. In this episode, man, I linked up with the homie Mark, aka M Square, aka NBA Scotty Pippen, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, man, but yeah, I linked up with Mark, man. We started shooting the shit about, you know, the usual, the Ronies. Um, we started off recording at an awkward time, so it really kicked the episode off in a different type of way. We started off uh, talking about sports and the Michael Jordan documentary, which pretty much took up a lot of the podcast. Uh, we talked about, you know, the greatest sports franchise rant run, which comes down between the Patriots, uh, the Warriors, and the Bulls, who had the greater run in their franchise. I pick, uh, well, I guess not who had, well, yeah, who had the greater run. So, I was saying that I had to pick the, the, um, the Patriots. Yeah, Patriots had the most dominant run in that era to me. Uh, then it switched over to the Warriors versus the Bulls. This is where I was meaning, meaning to go. I took the Warriors against the Bulls because I truly, truly, truly believe Steph and them boys would cook Jordan and them at that trade ball line. Like, they cannot shoot with them, man. They would get outshot. Jordan, I, I explained it in the podcast. I'm not even going to get into it in the intro, you know what I'm saying? So, other than that, we ventured off into the coldest Jordan sneaker of, of all time. Uh, I randomly had to ask Mark, what the fuck does yearning mean? And had to get, like, a legit answer. Because I'm tired of hearing these old niggas talking about somebody's body is yearning and all that shit from the 90s. So, I really had to figure that out real quick. And my serious point of the podcast we was talking about um, these two girls I heard about, these podcasters that were actually signed to a big-time uh, media conglomerate, if that's the correct term. And, uh, yeah, I wanted to ask Mark, you know, if we was to end up in a situation, what would you do? Being that these were two females that are on a salary and paid to, you know, do a podcast. What would he do in those situations? So me and Mark had a back and forth on that. And <coughs> shit, excuse me. Oh, man. Oh, I'm cramping. Excuse me. So yeah, me and Mark talked about that in that episode. That's crazy how I just picked up like that. But in and out the show, we talked about Rate the Lyrics and Drake's hardest song of all time. Uh, this episode is pretty fire, pretty fire, pretty fire. You're going to fuck with it, of course, as always, like you do. And one last thing before I get up out of here, man. Uh, we're going to speak on this the next episode, but uh, we kind of... It kind of erupted and happened while we was recording this episode, but the murder of Ahmad Aubrey, we definitely going to get into it next week's episode. Don't think I forgot about it. We're going to spend the whole next week on it. I know Mark going to do his research and get on it. I'm going to do my research and get on it. We'll be back. You already know next episode going to be more litter, 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 more titter, 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 titter. 
Follow my Instagram at R-O-B-E-I-W-H-Y. Again, that's R-O-B-E-I-W-H-Y. And like always, like always, like always, baby. Like my shit, comment on my shit, and subscribe to my shit, like the motherfucking white girls in the valley say. I'm out. Check, 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 check. I'm live. What about you? We live in the V live. Oh. Man, she. Oh, oh, oh. I'm gonna keep going, but you know what I'm saying. Niggas gotta pay for that. We survived the Ronies. We survived them. Episode 61. Episode 60, we broke through. It took a long ass time to get to episode 60, and we right back at it with 61. Mama, we made it. What the hell you been up to in these past uh, five to seven days? Yeah, shit, working, bruh, organizing. Same old, same old, man. I gotta reach out. I gotta follow up with some folk, for real. You know what I'm saying? Always ventures popping, even even in this amidst these hard times that are facing the world. Now I ain't gonna bullshit with you. I just want to jump straight into it. You uh, got this Jordan documentary playing in the background while we recording this episode, mm-hmm. and you let out of your mouth slip up and compare these motherfucking bulls Ooh. to the New England Patriots to the Golden State Warriors. Uh, what the fuck do you mean by that, sir? What I mean, sir, by that is the prowess. What's the word that I'm the dominance of those those teams? Like it's only certain teams that could that could have kept you know being dominant. Man, come on, like the New England Patriots, undisputably one of the best teams that the National Football League has ever seen. You know what I'm saying? It may ever see. We'll see. You know what I'm saying? Um, the Golden State Warriors to go, to go on there. Nah, they had no three P. Nah, they had no three P. But um, should have been. Yeah, it should have been. It was close. But even still, they got what four? Yeah. Within five years, it's five or six, seven years. You know what I'm saying? So, um, just to stand, just to stand within the class of people that can say that they accomplished it. Like it's only a few. So, yeah, they up there, man. Like, they were probably the best. I, I did slip up and say they was the best team that was ever assembled. I never really what? got a chance to. No, I mean, not ever. The best basketball team that's probably ever been assembled. You know what I'm I saying? say the Warriors. It's cl- See? I say the Warriors. I say the first Warriors where Harrison Barnes was the sh- small forward word. and it Harrison wasn't Barnes Kevin was Durant. Low key. Yeah. I say that first round of Warriors where it was uh, Steph, Clay, Harrison, Draymond and Bogut as the five. Mm. They definitely could have competed with uh, the Bulls back in the day. And the Kevin Durant era uh, Warriors would have blew the fucking Bulls off the floor. And niggas always ask you, oh, what era you playing in now, motherfucker? We're not playing in the era where you can chokeslam a nigga that's going for a layup (laughs) and shit. Nigga, we playing now. These old ass niggas would get handled, man. I'm in the middle of a battle like that at work every day with the old heads. We were going back and forth since this documentary came out. And these niggas swear up and down Jordan would have beat the shit out of Steph. Hmm. Michael Jordan, best player 
that the NBA has seen, point blank period, said that the only person, he said out of everybody that was in the NBA, mm-hmm. the only person that he felt would beat him. Kobe. That's it. Yeah. So, uh, who, who did you say before that? Oh, Steph. Steph, Steph and the Warriors. Bro. Think about the starting fight. Even that starting fight that you said right there. Who is the point? Who, who Who's the who's one? Martin Jordan. Who's Martin uh, Jordan, Clay, Clay guards him. Are you fucking serious? Clay got some defense, low-key. It's low-key. He'll exactly. get cooked, but it's man, enough on, to put... Man. He's a body. He come can on, put a body man. in front of him. That is preposterous for you to even think, bro. Man, Clay against Michael Jordan... I, I can't wait to see I'm not saying Clay going to stop him. I'm just saying that's a body. He's, he's a lost casualty. Jordan's going to get his 30 to 40, but the Warriors will outscore the Bulls logistically. They put up more three-point shots at an efficient rate than the Bulls. Jordan can sit there and burn 24. This is my argument with the old heads at work. Jordan can sit there and burn 23 seconds and get that beautiful, pretty, fadeaway two-pointer. But Steph is coming down the court in eight seconds and putting up a tray ball right in this motherfucking right in this motherfucking face. And if he can't do it, Clay can do it. And if he can't do it, Kevin can do it. And if he can't do it, Draymond occasionally can do it. So I say from a three point efficiency standard, yeah. they will outscore them in a seven game yeah. series. Honestly, they the best shooters that I mean, do you know any <coughs> You know what I'm saying? From your NBA knowledge and everything, my shit don't go back My shit is long. limited. Yeah, 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 I was about to say, my shit limited. I'm not one of them. Well, I say it all the time. I'm good about the last fans. 10 to 15 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. About the same. But if that's the case, we don't know any other shooters as good as uh, Clay and um, your boy Steph. His dad. His, His dad, dad. Ray Allen. Ray Allen uh, Reggie Miller. Reggie. Michael Red. Uh, it really ain't that many shooters. Shooters, Steve Nash. Mm-hmm. Steve Nash was a shooter. I yeah. get he shot the tray ball when he needed to in an area where they didn't shoot the tray ball. Uh, another shooter. It's who a you few say? You said uh, JJ. JJ who? Who you? Who did you say? Somebody red. Uh, Michael Red. Oh, Michael Red. Uh, oh, I was thinking of J.J. Reddick. Was that his name? Yeah. J.J. Reddick was an efficient three-point shooter. But, yeah, Steph and Clay are definitely, as far as a tandem, rare. Yeah. Rare. To have both of them on the same team? Yeah. Boy. That's why I said they would run the Bulls off the court, man. And niggas really act like they don't want to hear that shit. It's the truth. I don't know, man. It would be it'd be worth something to see. But, unfortunately, that's some shit we ain't never going to see. Now... Episode 5 of this Jordan documentary. Um, This shit has been crazy. I ain't see it. Tell me about it. First and foremost, I want to say... Don't give everything away. I'm going to keep it a hundo, bro. Okay. I was a Jordan hater before this documentary. What? I was. I don't fuck with Jordan for some I feel like a lot of people were. I don't fuck with Jordan, but just like everybody else, I've come to love Michael Jordan. I love this nigga. Everybody's going to hate the best. At some point. Yeah, but he's to me for some reason I fuck with him because at the end of the day he got that Carolina blood in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He that's a Carolina nigga we yeah. looking at right there. Facts. You know what I'm saying? So I come to love this nigga, right? But one thing I notice about Michael Jordan is 
this nigga is a snitch. He is a snitch, bro. Why you say that? I feel like I know why you say that. Why you like, say bro. that? Because he go to the coaches and be like, what you mean? What you mean? No, bro. Throughout this documentary, bro. Just be snitching on niggas? Yes, bro. Like it, shit. It, no, bro. It be like stories coming up, right? And they'll, they'll bring up some articles. They'll bring some clips up. They'll shoot straight to Jordan. Jordan, the flat line straight. I'll be like, oh, it was such and such that said we need to do this on this night. So that's what happened. That's how we ended up right there. Because this dude right here is his fault. Like, three to four separate times, I seen Jordan just point a name out like that. Saying, like, he don't want to accept the the accountability. Exactly. He, exactly. He ain't the best. He, you know, he got to throw it off on somebody else. Uh, I kind of saw that a little bit, too. That's crazy that you said that. Because it did. I did kind of get that feeling, too. This nigga's like, a yeah, snitch, He don't want to look bad. So, yeah. he'll do whatever. Yeah. He's under the bus to make it, yeah. you know, to take the blame off of himself. And um, that's what it kind of seemed like a bit. But, um, nah, man. I feel- <laughs> that nigga snitch, man. It's all good. I don't know. I feel like Jordan, man. Yeah, it kind of did feel like that. Bro, ain't too many. Time. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to go back and listen, watch this documentary again. I'm going to personally look for how many times Jordan took accountability for something that was outside of him physically playing basketball. I'm gonna go back and look for it. And I'm telling you, it's every time that situation came up, he threw a name under the bus, bro. You remember when he said, uh, "Remember about the drugs part." That, that was the Bro. first one. Yeah, that was the first one. That was one. the first and that's one. That's when I was like, damn, wait. But, uh, you know, at the same time, <laughs> I don't know. But then again, so far, ain't nobody say nothing bad about Mike neither, though. What you mean? Like, nobody could say, nobody had, like, any bad things that they could say that Mike did. Man, all these niggas on here is his homies. Right. But he, And he the best player, so I feel like it's... It just contribute to his legacy and the fact that he truly is the best player that has ever played that game, bro. I got a recommend. Even to this day, he changed that shit. I got a recommendation for you. Because, coincidentally, I saw all this shit since this shit played. ESPN is on a roll with how they're presenting this shit and how they're drawing your attention to keep, you know, feed into this shit over the next few weeks. ESPN played the Jordan documentary the other day. Mm-hmm. Followed by that, they played the Bad Boy Pistons 30 for 30 documentary, Mm. which was the team that dominated the Bulls right before they went on their run and Mm -hmm. became who they were. Then after that, they played the Dennis Rodman documentary. I sat there and watched all that shit, and now I'm I'm an 80s and 90s basketball guru. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I think you know this shit now, huh? I know this shit. Now, I had a reason I was going to say all that shit, but... Other than that, man, episode five and six was pretty wild. Jordan snitched and threw a lot of niggas under the bus. Am I mad at him? Eh, kind of, kind of not. Man, he the best. I feel like, yeah, they protecting him. And it's kind of politics. It kind of goes without without saying. And I feel like he, he protected himself. Like, Mike ain't do no stupid shit to where... They would have some real dirt to say on him. Like he probably partook in some of that shit that they did. I feel like, Bruh. Even, especially when he said, "Oh, we wasn't doing drugs." 
And then you go look at him, his eyes red as hell when the camera get all up on his face and he got a goddamn cup. Excuse my language, I'm trying to excuse me, God. And he got a fucking cup um, with some liquor sitting right next to him. Mm-hmm. Oh, you went, okay, I know you 50, something, 60, I don't know. He, nah, he in his 50s. And you uh, rich as fuck, you know, you chilling, taking an interview. Of course, you're going to have a little sippity sip. Mm-hmm. But, bro. Come on. I can just look in his eyes and tell Mike used to get down with some shit, dog. Now, in, in episode five or six of the documentary, they expose his gambling habits, right? Okay. So this shit goes yeah, down. Okay. He gets exposed. Boom. This nigga does an interview with Amar Rashad before a game, right? Mm-hmm. In a dark room with shades on. Looking weird as fuck. Looking like he just killed the motherfucker. Mm. So then Amar Rashad gets to the point I don't know if it was Amar Rashad Or if it was it was this Asian lady I can't remember right. But uh, they get to the point where they ask Do you have a gambling problem? Jordan says no I don't have a gambling problem I have a competitive problem yeah. Oh yeah I thought a uh, preview of that I'm too addicted to competition yeah. or some shit I'm addicted to Yeah I'm addicted to winning I, I'm Yeah I can't lose type shit That's and honestly, that's what made Michael Jordan in a way. Everybody that's great, so that you, you know what I'm saying, from what we hear, everybody's great, got a little, uh, a little irregularities about them. I mean, everybody unique in their way, but you know, everybody's great, a little crazy, you know what I'm saying, in some kind of way. They got some huge flaws, so to speak, you know what I'm saying? And, gotta be uh, a shark to swim with them. Facts. Got to. That was some real shit. Um, <laughs> you know. Um, another thing I noticed was by the time all this shit was hitting the roof, Jordan's sneaker game was so fucking cold. This nigga was like, you you know who Jordan is? I I just realized it in this moment. Hmm. Jordan is everything cool about LeBron that LeBron isn't. You get what I'm saying? Like the parts where even the biggest LeBron fan can say, damn, LeBron corny for doing that. Right. He got some corny. Like Jordan was that nigga in that yeah. in that personality trait. Right. right. Jordan's shoes was so fucking cool, nigga. Nobody's compares. Nobody. Like are honestly. Kobe too. Even the shit like Kobe has some little weird corny quirkiness to him, but you just, you fuck with Kobe. Yeah. But Jordan just had this regular nigga, like, everything he did, he was cool. Yeah. Little cool gold chains on. Yeah. Little cool snapback. The way he dressed, like, bro, the nigga was so real, bro. I did not know this nigga was, like, walking the earth like right. this. Like, right. he was that nigga <laughs> in the 90s, bro. That's exactly how I feel, too, man. That's crazy, yeah. Because I didn't grow up watching him. Me neither. I didn't. Me neither. My favorite player was always Kobe Bryant. Yeah. When I started watching basketball, it was always Kobe Bryant. And coming from L.A. and my dad being an L.A. fan, I immediately was a Kobe Bryant fan and a Lakers fan. And so I didn't get to watch, uh, I didn't get to watch um, Mike. But this right here gives me the opportunity to. Mm-hmm. And I get to see, like, he really is a cool-ass dude. You know what I'm saying? He Bottom walked line. in and he talked it. Yeah. 100%. Bottom line. Like, made himself the best. Like, undeniably. Like, everybody else 
is a product of what he started. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So, yeah, man. Mike deserves the, all the fucking attention and them motherfucking shoes. Yeah, I, to the I'm gonna ask you something. So, what's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite number, J's, bro? Ooh, we gotta pull them up. Fuck yeah. that. Y'all gonna have to sit in silence for a second. I gotta pull this shit up. Damn, how long do these kiwi take to? Some shit still kind of firm. I gotta pull this up. Let me see. Here we go. And go to Jordan card. Jordan one, man. Jordan one. What? Jordan one. You're fucking crazy. A lot of people love Jordan one. Jordan one. Um, I just looked at it and realized Jordan one. I'm gonna say just off rip, probably the Elevens, like the Space Jams, like Converse. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? Yeah, them always been my favorite. I'm gonna tell you this: Jordan ones are my favorite Jordan shoes to wear. But looking at all the Jordans right now, the Jordan 13s are some of the nicest looking shoes I've ever seen. You ever seen the 13s? Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think of what they look like. 13s. Oh, yeah. Oh, like the yeah. most unique shoe I've ever seen, bro. Yeah, them hard. Them hard. And then they used to have a little hologram shit back on the ankle with the Jordan and the, the Jumpman and the shit. Man, let me get off Jordan nuts, man. Uh, closing out on this shit. Everybody that's seen this shit, I want to just know, and y'all can get back to me on another day. Why they do that nigga Tony Kukoc like that? Damn, I ain't even see it. So, yeah. Y'all holler at me when that happened. Episode 61. Episode 61 is a beautiful motherfucking feeling. Beautiful day. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. What the fuck is you all up into over there? Looking at them Jordans, man. Oh. <laughs> trying to see my favorite one. Damn, you ain't even pick yours yet, did you? Hell no. See, you stole. Nigga, you could have just looked at this car right here. Yeah, let me see that shit. <laughs> uh... Baby, come home. I wanna know yeah, where you've been. The 11, I mean, a lot of them are. I'm gonna yeah. say like the sixes, the no, the fives, the fours, the fives, the six, sevens, the eights, the tens, the elevens, the twelves, the thirteens. Damn, nigga, you naming everything. Lego, Lego, I don't know what happened to the audio, but I'm a real nigga and I kick down the door. You know how that go, and I'm just a real nigga, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh. 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 Episode 60 fucking one, man. Back from the motherfucking dead. I don't know what happened to the episode. It cut off at uh, you naming all the Jordans. Uh, Can you give the people your final answer on your favorite Jordan pair? 11. 11. Space Jam. 11 Space Jam. Now, speaking of 11 and Space Jam, Mm -hmm. do you know what yearning means? Yearning? Yes. Yes, like you're longing for something, like you really want something, anticipating with all emotion. <laughs> Why did the old heads from back in the day say your body is yearning? Like that's some nasty <laughs> shit to say, bro. Your body yearning yep. 
Like, I done heard at least five to seven songs where an old head said, Your body's yearning for me. Shit. I mean, what's. I'm about to say that, shorty. I'm about to say that. That shit sound like some medieval shit. It does, though. (laughs) Your body is yearning for me. Madam. Like, yo. It's like you want me to just take over. (laughs) Your body is yearning. That's some crazy shit. Now, I wanted to ask you. This is a a main topic, and I hope we can make this really a valuable Mm -hmm. conversation. There's two white girls, right? Two white girls that work for uh, Barstool Sports. You ever heard of Barstool Sports? No. Barstool Sports is a uh, media conglomerate on the come up. Is that the right term? Media enterprise on the come up. Barstool Sports uh, does everything, covers everything from a wide range of YouTube videos, podcasts, uh, all type of content generators and creators. Mm-hmm. So they signed these girls to start a podcast, right? Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. These white girls started a podcast that go by the name of uh, Call Her Daddy. On this podcast, they talk about sports. Call Her Daddy. Call Her Daddy. Two white girls. On this podcast, it's two white girls that do some raunchy, sports-talking, crazy, stupid shit. And this is what I heard verbatim. So I'm just repeating what I heard verbatim about the podcast. I never heard it. I'm just telling you a story. So these girls talk raunchy, crazy shit from a female perspective on a podcast. They put the shit out. Shit goes crazy. It's going nuts. Everybody fuck with it. Da-da-da-da-da. This is recent. You know what I'm saying? The shit done took off behind barstool marketing and shit. How recent? Uh, in the last, I don't know, six months to a year, I believe. But this story is very fresh. You know what I'm saying? Um, Where they located? I don't know. Oh, okay. Go ahead, though. Uh, so, Barstool Sports pays them 75000 Each? Yeah, 75000 each to podcast annually. 75000 annually. And they get a $1,000 raise for every 10,000 additional listeners per average on their episodes. <sighs> could you imagine what we could do with that? There's probably some other contractual parts to it. Like, you know, you got... That's the base of it, though. But, yeah. Um, yeah, that'd be dope, man. What's good? 75 racks apiece. Call her daddy. <laughs> you just plugged them. Now, now niggas about to go look up Call of Daddy. Fuck before you do, look up every, look up zero, excuse me, one through 60. <laughs> yeah. You know what i Definitely. See where the product came from first, you dig? Uh, right now, Call Her Daddy, this is where it gets good. Right now, Call Her Daddy is in a contract battle and wants more and are expected to leave Barstool Sports and Barstool, uh, Media and associates and all that shit. Now, my question to you was, you said you missed the scenario. So, I wanted to play the scenario with you. If this was me, Blanc Amigo, what would you do? Would you stay and thug it out for the fans? Or would you leave and trust that they will follow? 
Because right now it's looking like Barstool is going to let them go and do what they want to do. $75,000. If I have a guaranteed opportunity for more money and I'm dedicated to it, I'm passionate about it, and if it's NBA, basically, and I'm, if I can get that bread, hell yeah. If you're a true fan, you're going to follow. It's still going to be called her daddy or whatever the fuck it is. So why you ain't going to fuck with it just because I'm on my own, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Or in a different kind of contract. I, I take the leap. I feel like sometimes you got to take the leap of faith in that case. Because if it's really popping, you have absolutely nothing to worry about. You know what I'm saying? If it's really, if it's like that. Here's where we differ. I would have to take the money and stay. I would stay my contract out. In hopes that they understand that I'm disgruntled, but I'm willing to work through the disgruntlement and by the end of it, we can come to a renegotiating terms. Thanks. Cuz my thing is if it's me and you, we can split. I mean, not split. We could take 75 a piece in which on average Sounds like you're gonna clear a hundred thousand once you hit all your bonuses every year. You're gonna get a hundred thousand a year for the next two to three years, and at the end of it, you show your consistency. And these motherfuckers are actually hot and popping, so they can renegotiate for more money. <coughs> Why would you leave and mess that good thing up? What if they're not willing to renegotiate? They will be. Here's the thing so this could be the beginning. This could be them, like, you know, starting and making it public that they, you know, are looking at elsewhere. You know, instead of just saying that, it's like, oh, they really are talking to motherfuckers, but they have no intent to really leave. It could all be a bluff, kind of all the same shit that you're talking about. Now, that beef with Barstool is Barstool swears by that its marketing and promoters got them hot. They stand on the side, uh, on the side that they got themselves hot. So that's where the the beef and the issue comes at. So now they're trying to say that they're going to create, uh, they're going to get the lawyers involved to get out of the contract. Yeah, see, they they kind of I feel like in a way they might be doing too much. Um, if it was oh word, yeah, you loud as shit. But go ahead. You get oh no, nah. um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like they could they kind of doing too much. Um, Cause when you first asked I was like yeah If it's guaranteed Like yeah If it's some bullshit That's in the contract Yeah And I can get out of it When it's somebody That's trying to offer me like <clears throat> Twice 150 A piece Then I say Why not Especially if they not willing To renegotiate If they willing to renegotiate And they willing to Get close Then I say Yeah um, They not Barstool's not willing to renegotiate. They're telling them to stick by the contract. And here's the thing with podcasters. You don't know the average salary or average pay. You don't know. It's just so new, nigga. Like, you don't know what to go in there and argue for with facts. Like, oh, such and such gets such and such. Oh, the, the market rate for podcasters to get paid is such and such. You don't know what that is. It's an entrepreneurial type thing. So, for them to... uh not cry, but for them to dispute 75000 plus in bonuses, you know, 
I'm just asking you, what would you do in this situation? Mm. Now that it's all laid out. Honestly, I probably for a year, and if they six months into it, blah, 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 if it's that soon, I mean, I'll probably just stick it out. Because after the year, like, I think you might have said this, bro. Like, after a year, they're going to be willing to renegotiate that shit, man. Yeah. And if you're not willing, like, at least I'll do the contract. Like, I'm not going, like, you know, just up and quit my job. You know what I'm saying? Not even get, you know, two weeks notice. You know, I could be looking for something different or whatever. But, <laughs> nah, but, uh. Yeah, I would. I, yeah, I at least finish out the contract. You know what I'm saying? You got what, like a, a few more months? If the other place say, "Oh, you gotta do it now," um, bro, people they still gonna be there after you finish. The only thing is, that's what I'm saying. Is if it was guaranteed, like if I got, you know, if it was guaranteed in my contract, like no matter what, I'm getting hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. And opposed to somebody that's not even willing to. Renegotiate to eighty five thousand. Yeah. Then yeah, I would do. But otherwise, I would stay in there in hopes that at the end of that uh, year, I could, you know, get closer to one hundred fifty. And if not, shit. I hope that the uh, <laughs> other opportunity is still there. But I'll probably stay with them because loyalty with companies. It don't mm-hmm. necessarily go a long way, but in a way it does. It definitely holds some. It shows weight. them, yeah, you down for the the bad. Yeah, at the end of the day, in most contracts you're disposable. So that's what it. I mean, what it truly comes down to is like you are relying on them <clears> for a check. <throat> you know what I mean? So there is still a contract involved. Like you know what I mean? Man, the privilege to just be. Assigned to somebody and just pay you seventy five for you even popping to right. believe in you, and now you just cry and complain. Right. Oh, and it just happened too. Yeah, this is recent. What? What? <laughs> what? I will put my all into that. Man. Hell yeah! And then make it something. What do you mean? I'm putting my all in. What you mean? I'm about to. You just changed my whole perspective, man. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get seventy five k. Nah, I'm trying to get way more than that. <laughs> shit, you know, yeah. If I get, if somebody offered me seventy five k right now, and offer you seventy five k, to just sit on NBA and do our thing and talk, what you mean? NBA would be two to three times a week. NBA right. would be on video. Right. <laughs> NBA would be everything it needs to be. They got all of that. You ain't never checked it out on there. Nah, I'm going to look at it. I'm going to listen to it this week. I know it's some bullshit, though. It's just two white lost girls that's going to talk about sports from a a lost perspective. Right. And overdo it. (laughs) Of course, the they is going to support it and make that shit pop and all that shit. The days. Here we go. Now, I got a game. Uh Uh-oh, here we go. I want to play what you call rate. Rate. The lyrics. Mm-hmm. In this game, you have a meter of one through five. Alright. I'm going to spit some lyrics to you. Mm-hmm. And you're going to rate them. 
based upon the amount of time I read. You get what I'm saying? I'm going to rate them based on the amount of time you read. Yeah. Like, say I just read one sentence. Base it just upon that. Okay. Don't base it upon, like, oh, what you project to come next. Oh, this shit just sound hard overall. Like, just base it upon that one sentence, one paragraph, or one, two, three sentences I say. Just keep that in the back of your mind. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. You about to experience something so cold. We never had nothing for granted. We never had nothing handed. Took nothing for granted. Took nothing from no man. Man, I'm my own man. But as a shorty, I looked up to a dope man. Only a dope man. I knew that wasn't a coat, man. Flipping starter coats, man. Man, you don't know, man. We don't care what people say. This is for my niggas outside all winter. Cause this summer they ain't finna say next summer I'm finna. Sitting in the hood like community colleges. This dope money here is Lil Trey scholarship. Cause ain't no tuition for having no ambition. And ain't no loans for sitting your ass at home. Five. Out of five? Uh, I feel like that's yay. Unless I'm, tr- I feel like that's yay. Nah. Uh, hold on, let me see. Nah, honestly, let me rate these. Let me rate, like all of that, right? Mm-hmm. All of that. Uh, I'm gonna give that a solid, like no, like this is the minimum, three point five on the lyrics. I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say, yeah, about a three point, three point eight. 3.8 That was Kanye West We don't care I knew it <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I feel like yeah I know I heard that shit before Alright Alright that Try was the first Come on man I'm gonna get another one Hold on. Alright let's spice it up And make it a little fun Uh. <clears throat> Ready? Say go. Party on a Sunday. Do it all again on Monday. Spent the check on the weekend. I might do it all again. I just hit a three peat. Fuck three hoes I met this week. Robert Ori. I know these lyrics. Say it one more time. <laughs> Party on a Sunday. Do it all again on Monday. Spent a check on a weekend. I might do it all again. I just hit a three-peat. Fuck three hoes I met this week. Robert Ori. See, I'm trying to rate the lyrics. But I know the lyrics. Like, that's Travis, I feel like. I didn't, mm, mm, this week. 
I feel like I feel like that's Travis. So, but if I'm rating the lyrics, oh uh, yeah. First, I need to go back and give Ye like a five, like I said the first time. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cause then if, I, if that's what I'm going off of, well, you know, I get at a solid four on, on Ye's behalf. I'm gonna get at like a, a three. <clears throat> I'm gonna get yeah. I'm gonna get yeah four. I'm gonna get out of three. All right. You ready for this one? Yeah, go tell me what. Oh, Travis Scott antidote. Word. <clears throat> Word. <clears throat> oh, some shit like that. Too much West Coast dick licking and too many niggas on a mission doing your best beep rendition. Too many rough motherfuckers, I got suspicious that you're just a fish in a pool of sharks, nigga. Listen, too many bitches want to be ladies. So if you a hoe, I'm going to call you a hoe. Too many bitches is shady. Too many ladies get these niggas too many chances. Too many brothers want to be lovers, no, don't know what romance is. Too many bitches stuck up from too many sexual advances. No question, Beep got all the answers. I've been around the block too many times. Rock too many rhymes, cop too many nines. To all my brothers, it ain't too late to come together. Cause too much black and too much love equal forever. I don't follow any guidelines cause too many niggas ride mine. So I change my styles every two rhymes. I don't know who that was. I was trying, like it's gotta be a West Coast nigga. <laughs> um, I feel like that's an older West Coast nigga. Um, dang. Nigga was spitting, huh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna get that. Uh, I'm gonna get that about it. Like a three and a half. <laughs> Not like, like, yeah. Hold on. I was about to say like a three and a half, four. You feel me? Like it's you know what it's I mean. A four and a half, five. Uh, four and a half, five. Who is that? What's your final answer? I don't know, cause you was spitting. Like I be having to dissect the shit. You feel me? Um, I don't know, cause you was spitting. The fact that you make me want to run it back, and I don't know it. It's definitely on the four side. Alright, I'll run it back for you. Too much West Coast dick licking. And too many niggas on a mission doing your best beep rendition. Too many rough motherfuckers. I got suspicious that you're just a fish in the pool of sharks, nigga. Listen. Too many bitches want to be ladies. So if you a hoe, I'ma call you a hoe. Too many bitches are shady. Too many ladies get these niggas too many chances. Too many brothers want to be lovers, don't know what romance is. Too many bitches stuck up from too many sexual advances. No question, bleep, got all too many answers. I've been around this block too many times. Rock too many rhymes. Cop too many nines too. To all my brothers, it ain't too late to come together. Cause too much black and too much love equal forever. I don't follow any guidelines cause too many niggas ride mine. So I change my style every two rhymes. Mm. Or is that an up north nigga? <laughs> I don't even know. Um, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's definitely like four-ish. 
I'm gonna get that like a. I'm gonna get that like a four, <laughs> four three, four five, four four. So yeah, I'm gonna get that in a four four. Four four. Yeah. Do you want to know who the artist is? Yeah. Artist, reveal yourself, mass singer. <laughs> nah, that was uh. <clears throat> Jay Z twenty two twos. Oh word! <coughs> yeah, too many, too many, too 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 many, too many. Ah, uh, let me give you one more to close out. All right. Damn, I'm gonna get you back on these. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I got some good ones for you. Okay, here we go. You ready? Let's go. Rapping for my section. Roll with my protection. Nipsey. <laughs> 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 The nigga that became the meme of the night. Sorry, listeners, Ooh. y'all gotta listen to this shit. But in the back right, yeah, back left, right here in the corner, is oh. this white dude. Oh, he was guy? flipping quarters with him. You see him with the fucking hair. Yeah, <laughs> all this shit. Oh, they ain't showing that shit. But uh, yeah, he developed a relationship with Jordan. They was flipping quarters. He became the meme of the night in episode five. He hit the Jordan shrug on him after beating him in quarters and shit. Oh shit. <laughs> But you'll see that shit. Oh, um, that's funny. <laughs> but um, mm. anything you want to say before you get up out of here, uh, I feel like there's other shit to talk about, but it ain't really shit to talk about. I heard somebody bring up an interesting topic. Bring it up, then. Who do you think is better? Since we talking about music and shit. Did you give me another um, lyric? That was it. Nip, you oh, did yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, who are better uh, artists between Tory Lanez and Drake? Drake. Not even a... Drake is not even a thought. Okay. So let me ask you this. Who makes better R&B songs, Drake or Tory Lanez? For me personally or overall like for Both. pop music. But overall, then you personally. Uh overall Drake, me personally, Tory Lanez. Because hmm. I feel like if Tory Lanez got the back in that Drake got, his shit would be way harder than Drake shit. Right. Or it would be he would have way more hits that cater my style of music. I wouldn't say way harder than Dre. He had way more hits mm-hmm. that catered my style of music right. versus Drake. Right. 
Now, I was just thinking earlier today. That's crazy you brought that up. What's your favorite Drake song of all time? Oh, my God. Because it just uh, hit me today, man. Uh, people probably going to laugh at this because I'm not like a huge Drake fan. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I fuck with him, but I ain't one of them huge Drake fans. Uh... I'm probably gonna say worst behavior. That's the all. That's the first thing I can think of, bro. You know. Nah, worst. Motherfucker. You. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. know. That's oh, it. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. So, um, that's that's a classic. I remember when that shit came out. Yeah. Like that shit had a moment. Yeah. Hold up. Hold my phone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was my shit. Yeah. Oh, fuck, I never loved us. Yeah. Remember? Nah, uh, I came to my conclusion earlier. Um, the hardest Drake song of all time is definitely The Ride. I don't even know that. Oh, Did it come off of the album where God. he's sitting at the table? Yep. Uh, Take Care? And The Gold. I did not listen to that album like that. The Ride is Drake's greatest song of all time. I'm going to be honest with you when I say this. I didn't even, I'm pretty sure, I didn't even listen to that whole album all the way through. Like, I've never, I've never listened to that whole album all the way through. Oh, man. Never. I think the first Drake album that I heard all the way through was the one where he, where his head is in the clouds. Oh yeah, that shit hard. The beat hard. Till everybody say they love you, but it's not love. And your suit is hot to blood. The girl you fucking hate you, and your friends made it all shots up. But you wanted to forget about the game that you on top of. Your famous girlfriend asked you getting thicker than the plot does. Mm. And when you forget her, that's when she pop up. And you gotta drop, but you ride around with the top up. Mm. Man, niggas don't know about the ride. I just had to play that real quick. Oh yeah, I remember that song. I just didn't know the name of it. That Man. song is tough. The, I just didn't listen. That album threw me off. It was. I think that was a hella R and B ish album, right? Nah, it was just like I don't know. It was just his crossover to pop. Oh man, he wasn't underground Drake no more at that moment. Oh. That's what it was. It was like his his switch over. Man, that's crazy. I think I might actually go back and listen to that. Yeah, I've never listened to that whole album. Man. Fire. Everybody talks about that album as like their favorite Drake album. Damn it, because it got all nothing but that in it. Mm. Uh, anything you want to say before you get up out of here? You want to apologize to Aubrey Graham? Nah, man. I, you know, that's just what people say. A lot of people say that they prefer Tory Lanez. Like when it comes to like some R&B shit. Who was you talking to that said this? Um... Uh, it was a dude and some chicks. Now we play with some chicks. <laughs> and they said they prefer Tory Lanez over Drake. I can yeah. believe that. Yeah. I believe that in this new era. Yeah. I don't think I prefer Tory Lanez over Drake, though. It's old versus... It's almost becoming old versus young. Yeah. Tory, like, 28. Drake, about 32, 33. 
Like it's almost becoming old versus young and uh uh yeah, I will say it right now. If Tory Lanez gets two thirds of the funding that Drake gets and all the advertising and money that Drake gets behind him, he could definitely up his hits game. Like that. Cause then he'll be able to make them like that. So yeah. It ain't like he ain't there talent wise. I say that. Yeah, Tory been making shit for a minute too, and hot shit for a minute. Niggas been paying attention to him since shit, 2014. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's when I first heard about him, like 2015. Nah, I think, oh yeah, yeah, it was like 2014. I know people was on him before then. 2013, 12. You can say what you want about Tory Lanez, but you can never take this from him. You don't know this shit? What? We got some daddy for the So, yeah, you can't take that from Tory and Quarantine Radio. So, he got a strong little portfolio building up. But uh, that's all I wanted to say this week's episode. Man, we are surviving Quarantine. We really are surviving per episode. We are squeezing these motherfuckers out. You feel me? <laughs> I swear. That's something out of nothing every time. Uh, we'll be back next week. You know, more coronavirus, more insecure updates. Oh yeah, I watched Insecure with this nigga. This nigga showed me a couple of Insecure episodes I was missing and shit. Um, you watched all three of them shits? I think it's like four of them now. A new one came out where everybody was talking about the parking spot with Issa and the girl. Yeah. I ain't seen that one. Yeah. You seen that one? Yeah. It was straight? It was straight. It was short. I was like, damn, that shit. I don't know if they like 30 minutes now. Or they like 23 minutes. minutes. Them shits feel like they short as hell. Yeah. Um... I fucks with Insecure. Yeah. That's my shit, man. I been said that. We talked about that shit last episode. I ain't even no reason to talk about it this episode. So, yeah. That's all I wanted to say this episode, man. We'll be back. More fire, fire, fire. More litter, litter, litter. I'm going to holler at y'all. Chip. Peace. Looking for the word. What was the word? Oh, hold it down. <laughs> Stupid. And that's gonna do it for episode 61, 61, 61. Gotta be a shark to swim with him. I want to thank every last one of y'all that made it a quarter of the way, a half of the way, a whole of the way. Hey. I appreciate you. Tune in next week. You already know this episode about Ahmaud Aubrey, if that's how you say it. 
We gonna get to the shits and the giggles and the grits and the gristles and all of that. I'm gonna get to it. I promise you next week it's gonna be fire. You already know it's gonna be more litter, litter, litter. More titter, 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 baby. Follow my Instagram at R-O-B-E-I-W-H-Y. Again, that's R-O-B-E-I-W-H-Y. And like always, like always, like always, like my shit, comment on my shit, and subscribe to my shit. Like the motherfucking white girls in the valley say. Good night, America.